Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Movie Club. Hi. Welcome, foolish mortals. What is that? Uh, they said that in this movie, right? There's a, uh, a you're movie. thinking of the Eddie Murphy movie. That's what I watched. What did you guys watch? Oh no, you watched Haunted Mansion. That was the wrong oh, film. No. I just want to say I did spooky intros for about 20 movie clubs in yeah. the early days. Uh-huh. And I got nothing but hate for it, and I Whoa. so I rescinded. And then here today, I took a step back, and what does Sean do? Welcome, foolish mortals. Well, it was appropriate. The yeah. hypocrisy. Yeah, on you were doing scary is... things for when we did like the right stuff or something. That yeah, but it is scary. The rocket blew up. <laughs> Rest in peace, yeah. the Challenger. Well, I didn't. I didn't watch the movies. Yeah, so I don't know today it's appropriate because today we're reviewing uh, the horrific film about witches called Uh-oh. Practical Magic. Mm-hmm. Practical magic, everybody. This was like the precursor to Blair Witch, and uh, uh, really, yeah, it came out about a year before Blair Witch. Oh my yeah. god, you're right. It was the setup. Blair Witch was kind of the spike. No offense yeah. to this movie, but you know, you know what I mean. Culturally, people are always talking about the vitch. Yeah, the vitch, the vitch, the vitch this and the vitch that, son of the vitch. Yeah, <laughs> there's only one movie about witchcraft that I give a shit about, and it's Practical Fucking Magic. Vitch, right. please. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. getting heated. I hung yeah. on to that. Jam. I hung yeah, on to that geez, uh, Vich slap, you know, we'll, we'll be coming up with Vich parodies all day. Yeah, respect the Vich 2022. That's a little yeah. bit of a deep cut. Yeah, the Vich is back. Bam, 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 bam. Elton John. He's coming. Dude, he's coming to San Diego. Well, we got to talk about this movie. Anyways, how's it going? Uh, this was my pick today. Why did I pick Practical Magic? I don't even know. I don't even know. I think I wanted to punish you guys mm-hmm. with... Um, I, I was joking to myself, like, okay. I'm going to make everybody at work watch Sandra Bullock movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I started thinking, hold on a second. Sandra Bullock has some badass movies. She has Speed. Speed. Hope uh, Floats. I've uh, never seen Hope Floats. Uh, the, I, Speed 2, Cruise Control. Is she in that one? Speed um, 3, The Chaos at the Carnival. Yeah, slow down a little bit. I, I used to like the movie uh, While You Were Sleeping. I haven't seen that in a long time, but that's when it. I was a kid. That's I not Meg that. Ryan? And no. That's, that's Sandra Bolt. Yeah, oh, the other uh, falling asleep movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, she also stars in this movie, Practical Magic, which I've seen many times. And hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Truth be told, it's kind of a guilty pleasure. So I thought, you know, I don't think the guys... Sean and Rocco have ever seen Practical Magic. That's definitely true. Yeah, so I was going to, you know, sneak attack you. Boom, we're watching Sandra Bullock movies. But surprise, it's actually not that bad. Mm -hmm. Well, that's my opinion. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Well, um, we will see. Yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. So uh, I'm assuming you got this is your first uh, first view. Yes. This is your time doing the practical magic run. It is. Uh, you know, I you said this movie. I'm gonna get perfect. You know what? I'm gonna get Emma. And then we get Jenny, who's also never seen this movie, and we're gonna watch it, and we're gonna have a little like they love rom coms or whatever. Let's we'll watch this movie. Oh, okay. And so we all watched it, and we all came away. With a, wasn't what we expected. <laughs> I think the three of us were all a little <laughs> <Yeah>. shocked. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hold what what were you expecting? I would love to. I know. was expecting. Cute stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's what I, I thought I it was, was gonna be. I was expecting. Lilith Fair with witchcraft, you know, just like, what? 
you know, what? you remember Little Fair, and it was like I'm not familiar with the Little yeah, Fair. Yeah, I am, you know, but Lil I didn't Fair? expect that. Yeah, like a music festival. Yeah, where, with like uh, Sarah McLaughlin and Cheryl Crow, and it was like all about women's empowerment, which I'm fine with, for the record. All, I'm supporting this. Yeah, all right, stance. Bo- yeah, all right. He it. just planted his flag. He's um, I'm, I'm, I, all right. That puts Rocco firmly on the other end. Yeah, I really I'll, I'll argue my side fair. in a minute. I'll argue my side in a minute. Go I ahead. thought it'd be like you know, so a, a cute, fun, whimsical movie about uh, these two uh, beautiful witches and the adventures they go across. You know, that's kind of what yeah. I thought. Wait, isn't it that? Is it not that? Uh, no. I don't really know what it was about. <laughs> it, invo- it didn't involve so many dead men, I think, maybe as you, you know, thought it would. You know, I, I, It took a lot of turns that I wasn't prepared for, which is, you know, okay. good. They, they, they got me. The trick was there. They, they got you. Mm-hmm. Rocco? And, yeah. Well, well, how are you coming into this film? My, well, my feeling from the moment it started, I don't, you know, I will say this. I know, I'm not saying I have the best thoughts or opinions on movies in any way, shape, or form, but... What I think I'm good at when it comes to film analysis, the only thing I think I'm good at, I can smell when something weird happened behind the scenes Mm -hmm. where I go something, mm, they changed something here. Something here didn't work and they changed it or some, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh, in editing, they had to fix this or whatever. So I will say my first impression from the moment it started was there's weird editing here. Something it was exactly that. Something got tweaked in the edit. And I felt that way through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not even saying this as a condem- condemnation of the movie or anything, but I'm going like, yeah, something weird happened here. Like, I don't know. I just felt that energy. And sure enough, when I looked it up, there, this movie originally had a much darker take on witchcraft, which they people said the same thing you did, Sean. When they screened the movie and stuff, it was like, oh, I didn't, and I thought this would be a little more fun. So they kind of like tried to add a little bit of that, but it deals with kind of darker magic, you know, you, the, the shit that happens with that dude and, you know, all that. Um, so it, there was apparently a darker cut and they tried to say, you know, tried to balance that out in editing. I thought that was interesting. I think I'm I'm learning a lot about myself because I've seen this movie many times and I never <laughs> thought it was anything short of like a fun <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, fun rom-com no. about witches. No. <laughs> I always no, thought you're... this was like a super lighthearted film. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I think no, I think to a degree it is. I don't disagree with that. But I definitely I don't know what it was. There were just certain things that tripped me off where I was just like, yeah, okay. I wonder if they changed that. I don't know. It just, it just felt like there were a lot of things done in editing. And yeah, apparently it was even darker before. Mm. So, um, yeah, yeah, I didn't know just that. Interesting. Um, I think I read that in the trivia after watching it this time mm-hmm. that, yeah, there was an original cut that was darker, which has been lost. Like, yeah. Nobody has this supposed director's cut was yeah. like, destroyed by the studio or something. So. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I never, I don't know what weird energy. Maybe when we talk about it, you could say, like, point out, like, oh, I thought this was weird. Yeah, this is kind of what tipped me off. Not even that I'm, not even saying that, like, oh, it's bad or, oh, this was done very bad. There was just something about, yeah, they, how they would set a certain part to a song or they would do, they're just little things that Mm -hmm. I go, ah, these are little editing tricks to kind of like, oh, yeah, put this song in there and we'll make it lighter. It's funny that you, I did read that. They had an original composer who did music for this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, audiences hated the music specifically. Oh, and really? Said, and said it was too European. 
What the fuck? What? Whatever that means. I don't know. Oh, we can't have that. D- did it sound like Eurovision? Like ABBA? <laughs> Too European. Okay, so they they actually redid the music like days before the movie was released. Oh my god! And I was reading that they released a soundtrack to the movie with the original guy's music. Oh, because <laughs> yeah. oh. it was literally that last minute. Wow! That's and then like with the second printing of the soundtrack, they replaced it all. So I don't Damn, know if wow. the original. He probably got a cut, right? I don't know if that's like a collector's item. Yes. As far as I know, I'm just thinking of other movies where I've heard of that. As far as I know, I think that happened with 2001 mm. because that they had a dude scored the whole movie. Yeah. And then, yeah, seriously. It's all Strauss. Well, 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 no, he did it. There's an original sci-fi score for 2001 that is done. Like the full thing. And and uh, Kubrick just used the the classical music as placeholder. And it kept getting closer and closer to the release date. And he's like. I really like that classical. Yeah, it's all Strauss yeah. music. Yeah, from, it's just two hundred years ago. Yeah, so uh, th- but but I think the album still came out, or it might have been released later. I'm not entirely sure. Um, a similar, almost similar thing kind of happened with uh, Rogue One. The uh, the composer needed to like rescore some parts and was like, "Nah, I gave you what I gave you." So in four weeks, Michael Giacchino came in and wow. redid the whole thing. A badass. So um, I anyway. gave you what I gave you. All right. Yeah. It, well, it was like I moved on to other projects, basically. Oh, okay. So anyway. uh, I did Star Wars. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. And now no one heard his version. Anyway. Sad day. We can talk about scores all day, but I always think those stories are interesting. Uh, so let's get into Practical Magic. Uh, we're going to be spoiling the whole movie. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. Go watch it. Come back and hear our commentary. We're going to get in. Practical Magic is a movie about witches, and it takes place in the year 1998, which I guess at this point like makes it a period piece. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, in this movie, they actually mention a specific date. Yeah. And, and I love that because the movie was made at that time, but more as time goes on, it just becomes like a time capsule. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's funny. I want to ask, actually, I'm, I, you know, I, I keep stopping us along here for tangents, but I am actually curious if your policy has changed on that, because I remember a long time ago, we saw, I don't know if we saw it together, but we saw it around the same time. I remember seeing that movie knocked up and there's literally a conversation in there where it's like, you know, look, I can't take care of you right now. We're all seeing Spider-Man three. Like we got to like, we're out the door. They mentioned like three things in one scene that were like, we're seeing Spider-Man three and going to see whatever. And I remember at that time you were like, God, dude, cut that one scene out and it, like you dated the fuck out of this movie. Yeah. Would I, you feel that way seeing it now or I still don't think it just, is a, a good choice and knocked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should yeah. watch. I mean, I haven't seen knocked up <laughs> yeah, since yeah. then. Probably. I haven't like either. 14 years. Yeah. yeah. But I was just curious uh, if that's different. I, or I remember at the time now we're talking about knocked up. Sorry. everybody. <laughs> I know. That's why that, I'm saying that I, it just seemed like a major, major plot point of the movie was going to see a, another shitty movie that was already <laughs> in theaters when yeah. knocked up was in theaters. Yeah. And to me, that just felt like this is not going to be relevant. Yeah. 20, nobody's going to remember the Spider-Man three reference 20 years from now. Yeah. But in this movie, it's like uh, they put on a recording and they're just like, all right, March 8th, 1998. It's, yeah. Gonna, it's different to me. We're not talking about like, okay, we're going to go to Lilith Fair. Yeah. Because that at the same time. Right. For the it's general vibe versus a hyper specific yeah. thing. It's not like right. uh, okay. they put on the television like, wow, Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> 1998's yeah. been a crazy year. Yeah, yeah. Well, even that, it's, it's like something even less memorable, you know, whatever. But it's sort of like, you know, The Matrix is in 99 and is the most 99 movie you've ever seen. Yeah. And it's good for that. 
they're not going like, oh, I can't wait for the Dreamcast yeah. to come out next week. It's you crazy know? to think that we went from Practical Magic to the Matrix in just <laughs> one year. The I, world changed so much. That was wow. my uh, on my card for the thing I had to pull off during the stream was how do we get it to the Matrix, and I won. Good so. job. All right. Well, everybody watching, we're 12 minutes in, and we're about to start talking about <laughs> Practical Magic. I'm, I'm ready for popcorn shake. Well, say whatever you want to say. Hold on. I'm ready. Butts. Okay. Okay, so the movie um, opens and takes place in a New England town, and it starts with this um, this story of this family of witches. There are these two young girls who have gone to live with their aunts, and their aunts are basically telling them about their history, which is that they are all descendants of a witch who's lived, lived in this part of town, uh, this part of the country, for hundreds of years. Um they're descended from the witch Maria, and they tell this story about it's almost like Salem witch trial era, like yeah. uh, Pilgrim yeah. era, whatever, about yeah. how she's going to be hung for being a witch. Um, but she does this spell and she jumps off the gallows and her noose breaks and she is free um, and the town is afraid of her and they all run away, but they banish her to this island where um, she has to live by herself because her husband is dead and she has she's pregnant with with a baby. And she's so heartbroken and she's so upset about her life, she casts a spell on herself that she'll never allow herself to fall in love ever again. And they say that the spell is so powerful, it actually became a curse on the family. <clears throat> so that any of the descendants of this witch who do fall in love will have their heart broken because their husband or lover or whatever will eventually die. Um, that's what happened to the girl's father. And then the girl's mother died of a broken heart. And that's kind of the setup for the story. It's these two young girls living with their aunts and their family has a curse. Fast forward to these girls are grown up now and they're played by Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Um, in the height of their 90s cuteness. Can we just say? Yes, you can uh, say this. That's allowed. These are some cute witches. I'm going to say it. I would, my like crushes when I was a kid were Alicia Silverstone and Nicole Kidman. Those are like, yeah. you couldn't beat those two in my mind. I knew Sean as a teen can confirm the Nicole Kidman thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about Alicia oh. Silverstone. That's yeah, new, that I was didn't... a little early on. And then later Katie Holmes came in the mix. Yes, but that was... I remember Katie Holmes. Nice. You got a little bit much. But Nicole, I did. Ooh. But yeah. Nicole Kidman... And Batman Forever. Well, that the movie sucks, but oh my god, that's what I was gonna say because I always hated Batman. That was Forever. like one year before this movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I always bagged on Batman Forever, and Sean, I remember back in like ninth grade, Sean <laughs> would go, "No, no, no, it's not that, not that bad." You would like step in to defend it, and it's like, "Wait, I think I know why he's defending this. I think <laughs> I, I think I get it." Yeah. Oh, so when you saw Nicole Kidman in this, you were like, "Ooh, sexual magic." That's, that's what I said. <laughs> I said sexual magic. Nice. So you did not ever want to see Eyes Wide Shut ever. I never you avoided to see it. it. Okay, mm -hmm. good. Good. I think we know what our next movie is going to be. <laughs> uh, so Sandra Bullock is the, what's her name? Jillian? I got it. I have it. I printed or it. Sal she's Sally. She is Sally. Sa yep. Sandra Bullock plays Sally. Nicole, Nicole Kidman plays Jillian. Jillian. Sandra Bullock has brown hair and is very, wants to be normal, wants to fit in, is very bookish. Mm -hmm. Jillian has red hair and is very wild and is like a free spirit. And Jillian um, runs away one day. They're like in their 20s, early 20s, but they make a blood pack. They like cut their wrists and they put them together like, you know, like blood brothers. They're blood sisters. Right. Um, 
And this little moment goes on to reoccur throughout the film. They have a special connection when they do this. And when Jillian goes away, she goes to party and live this rock star lifestyle. And Sandra Bullock uh, meets a guy who lives on this island, gets married to him, has two kids, falls in love, yada, yada, yada. And at the beginning of the movie, kind of the closing of the first act, the curse starts to rear its head. There's this kind of legend about the curse that you'll hear this beetle um, chirping. I think it's called like the death warning beetle. And when you hear Mm. that, it means your husband is about to die. And, you know, she's in bed with her husband one day, but she's woken up by this beetle and all day the beetle's chirping and she tries to track it down, ripping up the floors. And it's juxtaposed with her husband getting into a fatal accident. He's like, uh, I actually thought this scene was pretty good. Hmm. Um, One of my, one of the things I like about this movie is it does have some darker turns there's there's it's it's such a light-hearted movie you could even say it's a a chick flick or whatever but it'll take these turns uh when like evil magic starts coming into the story that i think are really interesting and the sequences are shot really well so she's trying to find this beetle and it's almost like final destination this guy is like wheeling around a cart of apples and you're like oh no how's he gonna die and like all these bikes come at him he's gonna get run over by a bunch of bicyclist no that's weird but uh he avoids the bicyclist but then he gets hit by a truck i actually thought that was i i laughed at that part <laughs> it was just i cried I, oh, yeah shit. that's literally my was gonna be my it next was moment. it was like <laughs> it was wacky you know it was it was silly uh question about the um yeah the the her falling in love was that a spell that her aunts put on her because she kept saying she was never gonna uh, fall in love and never going to get married yeah, and whatever. Yeah, it was. Okay. Because right. later on they say, like, we didn't expect you to really fall in love. We just wanted you to, like, have some fun in your life. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, so, yeah. By the way, Sandra Bullock, when she was a little girl, she placed a spell on herself saying that she so that she would never fall in love because she didn't want to experience this curse. And she basically said, if I do fall in love with a guy, he has to be... Yada, yada, yada. She made this list of impossible things. He, like, he has to ride a horse backwards. He has to have one blue eye, one green eye. Hmm. And Jillian's like, you're never going to find a guy like this. And she's like, exactly. I'm, I'm constructing a man who doesn't exist so that I never fall in love. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sandra Bullock's husband dies, and she becomes extremely depressed, as you would assume would happen when your husband dies. While this is happening, uh, Jillian is getting involved with the worst guy you can get involved with. Um, his name is Jimmy Angelov, and she describes him as a cross between Dracula and a cowboy. Mm-hmm. He's like a rock star. He's a bad boy. <laughs> um, and essentially, you know, Jimmy, his relationship with Jillian is really like tumultuous, really fiery. And you could tell that he's obsessed, obsessive. You could tell that he's a bad boyfriend. There's a scene in this movie where she like gets up to go to the bathroom and he's like, I was just thinking about you. And she's like, you're always thinking about me. And he starts like cuddling with her. He's like, come on, I'm just trying to go to the bathroom. And he's like, let's go together. She's like, give me a break. And he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. I thought that was a really uh, kind of interesting way to show that this guy is clingy Mm -hmm. without too much. Yeah. Without him being like overtly clingy, it like really implied it. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Basically, yeah, it's 
A lot of this movie has like this implied magic to it where the story kind of takes these jumps. And that is my, yeah. I have a, it's a huge issue I have with this movie where it all of a sudden it was just time passed without us knowing that it passed and things just happened. And it's like, I, what, what just happened to the movie? Like, if, if, To me, it felt like there were scenes missing a lot of the time. The, and I got like, I'm not confused. I figured out what was going on, but I was also kind of annoyed. Like, what the fuck? Like, what? What are we doing now? And this like, might have been part of what I was talking about too, where it felt something felt like there was weird stuff in editing. Like this, that's what I'm talking about. I just kind of felt like, uh, oh, why? Why'd you make that choice? Kind of a little bit. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I, I felt a little disconnected because of some of that jumping around a little bit. You know, I don't feel confused and. I'm going to say some things that are going to sound a little sexist here. So bear with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've already called this movie a chick flick. Mm-hmm. And I think that what I mean by that is that a lot of the like story points in this movie and things that happen are emotional developments mm-hmm. that are like internalized within the characters. And that's kind of what drives this story. Whereas an action movie would have very obvious things happening in on screen that are changing things. Like, oh my God, that building blew up. Now these guys are going in with guns. The dude's fucking running down the hall. You got to get him. This movie is like, oh, she opened up a store. Is she happy? I'm not sure. Oh, the mm. town is like teasing her kids. That's mm. a bummer. And, and it's more like emotional progression. So... Mm. Sometimes the the story will like take these jumps um, without being very obvious with with like visual cues about mm. you know visual cues about things changing or time progressing or, yeah. or things like that. So that's how I read into it. I don't think you're wrong because mm-hmm. yeah, it it it's kind of a lot of stuff is just implied rather than explicitly shown. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, sometimes when stories jump around too much or or there's just sometimes where it I lose my connection to them a little bit just because I feel like uh I don't know I think for for me to get really engaged with the story I got to kind of feel like I'm with them like okay I'm whatever's going on even if it's just an emotional thing I'm with them through that and I don't leave that and sometimes when they do jump around some movies are just like that for me where it does it and I'm like I'm kind of kind of need to catch up to where you're at again a little bit so sure. that, that might have been what I was feeling here. I don't know. And, you know, just to get back to like calling this movie a chick flick. Mm. I'm, this is the last time I'm going to say it. By the, <laughs> way. the movie is all female cast. There's like two male characters. And yeah. and I, I, I do think this is a movie that is geared towards, you know, those sensibilities. It's more yeah. like an emotional story about the relationships of the women in this family. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. And that really does tap that. into my main complaint. There was not enough men. Not enough men. It really just, what, what's going on with this mm-hmm. ratio? Mm-hmm. Um, a little weird. You know, I feel like if I grew, if I was a girl and grew up with a sister and had this kind of relationship, yeah. this movie would speak to me a lot more. And I already really like this <laughs> yeah. movie, you know, yeah. but... But that's, that's all I have to L- say about Literally that. like two days ago, Sean was going off about how he hated that 
Onward movie, that 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 Pixar movie from a couple of years ago. I, I didn't how like he Onward. felt nothing, and I was like, that was me and my brother's fucking relationship, and I was like crying during that, mo mm -hmm. <laughs> that movie. Yeah, <laughs> you Absolutely. know, it was like certain things do hit you different. Um, Absolutely, you know, I think one of the reasons why I picked this movie is because we are not going to relate to the main yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be coming at this movie inherently from a, like an outsider view, right? And I think that's good to pick stuff like that yeah but i do think that might affect you know sure honestly you might find it a little boring at times you might stop paying attention so closely and be like oh the fuck's happening yeah, again are they yeah. still fighting about this guy <laughs> yeah <You> know, but <laughs> but anyways so um sandra bullock basically gets this premonition that her sister jillian is in trouble and she goes down to rescue her and she finds that her boyfriend jimmy has beat her up and while they're trying to flee from this hotel, Jimmy essentially shows up and kidnaps both of them and takes them on a a ride from hell. He forces Sandra Bullock to drive while he's with Nicole Kidman in the back seat, and he's like scary. He's like heating up his ring with a lighter, talking about how you know cowboys need to brand their mm. cattle and mm. and mm. Uh, you know he's like attacking Nicole Kidman. He starts choking her at one point, trying to kill her. Um, essentially. Uh, uh, Eventually, in this scene, Sandra Bullock takes this bottle of tequila, I think it's tequila, that Jimmy's drinking, and she puts some sort of herb in it to knock him out. But she ends up kind of overdoing it, and they essentially kill him. They poison him. <laughs> Thoughts on this scene? It was dark. Um, you know, I again, like, I, I'm not... My issues with this movie aren't the fact that, like, there's stars, women, or whatever. It just, to me, was like... It's a, a movie about witches, yeah. And they're in a situation. It's like I wish they would just use witchcraft to get out of this. And like they <laughs> like, put some like herbs and stuff into it. Okay, I guess. But like to me, it's like they have these powers supposedly, but you don't. They never. Like, I wanted it to be some like badass, not, not badass, but I just want to be like, oh, that's clever. Oh, th this guy like, has no idea who he's fucking with, you know. And he didn't really. It wasn't really that. And I was more just, of like, a commitment to that aspect of it. Yeah. Um. It, yeah. I, you know, I will actually say on the flip side of that, I, I, to me, I actually bought it more because it, w it played that line a little more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I will say I that, it. that side of it, I kind of actually like because it felt like mm, this, this, this might be, you know, I, it, it walked that line of this could exist almost. I think, yeah, bit. I'm, I side more with Rocco. I like the way they present magic in this movie because it's like, that could just be a coincidence. But that's that's definitely magic. You know, it's yeah. very like realistic. They don't pull out a wand and zap you with a purple yeah. like lightning bolt. They'll uh, no. you no. know, they'll they'll light a candle and and or what's like a specific example from this movie of like magic. I mean, I use? mean, the thing that I could only imagine really was her stirring her coffee uh, and it was just stirring by itself. Yeah. They stir was, coffee by herself. She can light candles right. uh, without the use of matches. She can like blow on a candle to make it light. Um, they can influence the outcome of certain things. There's a scene later where they go to a PTA meeting to do like a raffle to see who's going to be like the top mom and everything says the witch's right. name. They, they mm -hmm. did a spell on that. Yeah. So, I mean, they do use magic throughout the movie and I just, their lives are in danger. And like, you know, I just wish there yeah. was something more clever than just putting some stuff in the drink. I don't know. And anyway, you know, I could have done that. That's, that was my, but thought. you're not a witch. You don't know what to put in the drink. Well, also, she didn't, she didn't either. also yeah, yes. it's a major plot point in this movie that Sandra Bullock does not want to be a witch. She resents her, witch, sure. yeah. her witchiness and she really wants to be normal. She doesn't sure. want to use magic. 
in fact, in this scene, when they kill Jimmy, she yells at her sister because she's like, I had a normal life and I worked really hard to get that. And you just destroyed it with this, with your drama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they have a guy who they've killed and they think that they're going to jail. And in fact, earlier in the movie, when Sandra Bullock's husband died, she begged her aunts to do a spell to bring him back from the dead. And they told him, like, you don't want that because we can bring him back, but he's going to be, like, not the same person. It's going to be dark and unnatural. Well, now, when they're looking at the prospect of going to jail for killing a person, they do have this spell where they can bring him back from the dead. And Nicole Kidman says, I don't care if it's dark and unnatural. He's already dark and unnatural. Bring him back so we don't go to jail. Another point that I didn't like. Sorry if I keep doing this to you. No, but, it's uh, fine. Uh they, I feel like they is self defense. Like they're so concerned about like I'm gonna go to jail. You ruin my life. Yeah. It's like uh, they were kidnapped. He was about to brand them and like probably kill them yeah. or whatever. Like I don't know. I think you're good. Like what you did was fine. <laughs> yeah, you didn't just like yeah. kill some dude just for fun. I kind of felt that way too. There, I don't want to give a. I, there's a show that I watch and I'm not gonna spoil which one because there there was a death in it. So I'm not gonna say what show this was. Okay. But there was a show where there was a character who killed someone. And spent seasons like, oh, my God, if anyone ever finds out. And that's him for years. And then finally it comes out. And then, yeah, the the circumstances come out. And they were like, no, dude, like, sound like a hero. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, and that's how I felt watching this. I'm like, let them know the circumstance. Like, like yeah. you're being so cagey about this. But they were scared. You know, they, they were scared. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But they can fix the situation. They'll just do their ritual and bring him back to life. Mm-hmm. So they bring Jimmy's body back to the house and they do perform the ritual. They bring him back from the dead and almost immediately he goes back to trying to kill Nicole Kidman. So Sandra Bullock bonks him over the head with a, with a frying pan, Tom and Jerry style. (laughs) And they kill him all over again. So now they've actually really killed him and and it's not self-defense because they didn't have to bring him back to, Mm. I don't know. I, you know what? I, this one, I, this one, I was, I was checking out. I, I'm like, okay, <laughs> why did we do all this? You just, why'd you kill him again? Like this? Okay, like, oh, it was. That's interesting because to, to me, me, this is where like the movie got really good. Huh. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when they start doing this spell to bring him back from the dead, you know, and then it kind of doesn't work, so they kill him again and they bury him in the yard, and then they pretty much immediately start being haunted. Mm-hmm. by him again and you kind of mentioned this movie had been re-edited i got the impression that this character jimmy angelov uh may have been a witch himself or some sort of yeah. sorcerer yeah they don't go into it but they do say like he's from europe he's from bulgaria he's from very close to transylvania yeah and nicole kidman says like he's strong he's stronger than me like he could survive the curse mm-hmm and then he starts haunting them, and I mean, all throughout this movie, it seems like they're doing magic to him, but it's not affecting him in the way that they expect it to. And it, it starts to make me think, like, oh, this guy's he's he's magical himself in some way. Yeah, I got that. I definitely got that impression too. That may have been cut out of the movie. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so Jimmy's dead. He's in the yard. He's haunting them, and then this. Second half of the movie starts when this detective shows up, this guy who's been tracking Jimmy for a long time, and he's tracked him down to uh, this house. Jimmy's car is parked out front, and Nicole Kidman is a known girlfriend of Jimmy, so he starts investigating 
the two sisters and they play it off. Um, but he kind of doesn't believe it, you know, cause obviously they're hiding something. So he starts in interrogating people in the town, trying to find out the story of these two sisters and starts hearing all of these tales of witchcraft that they do. Um, pretty much immediately Sandra Bullock starts falling in love with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This dude is like, uh, you know, like sexy John Wayne, Texas cop type guy, just so you know. <laughs> and um, the second half of the movie is a lot of Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman just kind of like bonding slash coming to terms with their place in this town. Nicole Kidman is totally fine being a witch, is totally fine being wild, like doesn't care if people judge her or hate her. Sandra Bullock wants to hide that stuff. She opens up like a shop to sell soaps and shampoos in the town. And she really wants to be like on the PTA, but none of the moms like her because they all think she's a witch. And um, anything else to add? Well, I, this has nothing to do with this, but um, her store. Yeah. I, I have no, I've looked into it. I couldn't find anything. But it, I know you guys haven't seen the show Shit's Creek, but at one point they opened up a store. And I swear to God, it's the identical store huh. like even the huh. labels look similar and it's like did they just like really like practical magic Maybe that's or a set on the universal uh, you know, i mean i was just like huh that right. definitely looks like rose apothecary from schitt's creek and i it's weird that's hilarious maybe it's uh so many people were inspired by practical magic that these stores popped up to the point where they just became a joke maybe mm-hmm. who knows mm-hmm. maybe um so, you know, the the haunting is progressing. It actually gets to the point where Jimmy's ghost possesses Nicole Kidman. Um, the ants, yeah. who are these witches, kind of like leave the house. They go on vacation and they're like, they give the Sandra Bullock's daughters a message to give to Sandra Bullock, which is basically clean up your own mess. Uh, you should well, have taken the girls. I don't know. That was also the, like clean up your own mess, but and your, <laughs> your kids are also fucked. Like, yeah. I, uh, they're what? your kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they apparently cared about them, but there's clearly something nefarious afoot. Yeah. There's yeah, some they, shit going down. They knew and all they all said right. was like, hey, little girls, tell your mom's clean up your own mess and good luck to you too. Like, yeah, I they, don't know. Knew the, they knew the girls would be fine. The, the demons don't attack children. We know that. Oh, okay. This is, I, a, this is a, a fun movie. I was just going to say real quick, uh, Aunt... Francis, I think, um, uh, was her name. But that was one of those things. You ever watch a movie and it's killing you? Like, I know this actor. I know oh, this yeah, actor. yeah, yeah. What are they from? What are they from? That was killing me the whole movie. I was like, what? why Why does Anne Francis look familiar? Um, Grease. She was, oh, yeah, she was she like was, uh, uh, Rizzo, Rizzo or something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That, that was killing me the whole time. I'm like, I know her. Oh, it's her. And then she's one of the, better in this movie. You would have been yeah. so impressed because I knew I that instantly Rizzo. when I saw Rocco. I really? Was the, I was the you because I was like, oh, Rizzo. I just knew it. No. You, so easy, I roll. Easier for you to say now. I roll. Wizarding school dropout. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, and then, uh, yeah, one of the kids was what's her face? Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. Yeah. That was, she just put out a new movie, too. It's it's even more fun than this yeah. one. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, Practical I magic, too. No. Uh, Sexual magic. I think it's called Rise of what is it, Phoenix? The Phoenix. Phoenix, something from the, it's a documentary on her time with Marilyn Manson. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, that, so, uh, oh. you want a real feel good experience. I definitely think, you know, tune I, into I, that. Okay. All right. Next week's movie club. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, the detective is pretty much working his way towards the truth that these women killed Jimmy. Uh, he's also falling in love with Sandra Bullock and, 
like we said, Jimmy is possessing Nicole Kidman. This all comes together when essentially Sandra Bullock pretty much confesses to the detective. Like, yeah, she doesn't outright say it, but she pretty much says it. Like, we killed Jimmy. He's already pretty much figured this out on his own anyways and is telling her, like, you really need to talk to a lawyer before you talk to me. But then they go back to her house and they actually see Nicole Kidman totally possessed, exorcist style, and Jimmy, like, as a ghost, comes out of her body in, like, the worst green screen uh, ghost attack <laughs> from 1998 yeah. you've ever seen. Yep. I always at this I've always hated CG in movies, but mm-hmm. now I feel so vindicated because it's like as a kid I hated CG in movies mm-hmm. and now it's 20 years later and it looks even worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, it's always sucked. Why did people do this? But there's some that does gain its like it looks better over time. Like I don't know if you've seen Avatar lately. <laughs> I'm just kidding, it looks worse than ever. I have not seen Avatar lately. I have, no not, I have not seen Avatar oh, lately, that- but I was just thinking the other day. They spent a billion dollars on that movie. Oh uh, no, actually, I have to. I do have oh, to correct you. Uh-oh. They've spent a billion on the new one. Oh. I think, from what I understand, the first one was two hundred and fifty million from Fox and two hundred and fifty million of James Cameron. Oh, Cameron's it was half money. a billion. That's what it was. I thought it yes. was five hundred million from Fox, five hundred million from no. James Cameron. Okay, but they, they spent half a billion dollars on that movie, and they spent a billion on the new one. Supposedly, oh. it might be that. I don't oh, know if that's final, but God. that's what I've heard. Hot take. There's a lot of fucking problems going on in our real world. Yes. Planet Earth. Yes. Uh, Can we spend a billion dollars on something other than Avatar 2? Yeah, I'm with you. That's what uh, that's all I have to say on that issue. I, I, I am so I am unironically excited. People are not. There's a lot of takes online that are like, oh, Avatar 2, please. Guys, it's either it's a billion dollar movie. This is either going to be fucking awesome or the funniest fucking train wreck we've ever seen. I am so excited either way. Anyway, you could have fed all uh, every yeah. you could have fed every person in America with that money. Well, now they're gonna <laughs> yes. a, like, shitty movie. A yes. fucking blue alien shoots a machine gun. Yeah. Anyways, back to practical match. Yeah, we got we landed on Avatar two, the Matrix, Avatar. We're getting them all in all here, right. so this is a good. Get the Godfather in, and we'll be set. Oh, we'll see where we get. <laughs> we'll see where we get. He's gonna do it. I might do, give you a review. He's you can't refuse oh, at the shit. end. Uh, they fight the Jimmy Ghost, and now the detective is like, I don't know what the fuck's going on in this town. Yeah, they get the whole town together, right, to do some kind of like seance. Well, that comes next, but, oh, the, oh, but oh. the detective is like. That's fucking weird. And basically like leaves town. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't know what to make of all this. And yeah, towards the end of the movie, Sandra Bullock needs a whole witch's coven to rescue her sister. And I don't know. I mean, it's not the greatest movie ever, but it's charming how everybody in town who's hated her her whole life, um, you know, she calls them up and reaches out and asks for help and basically confesses like, yeah, I'm a witch. Everything you ever thought about me is true. I've been hiding it my whole life. Uh, it's true. You want to come to my house and help me do some witch shit? And they're all so excited. Like, uh, finally! Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, we've always... The one woman who hates her shows up, and she's like, why are you here? She's like, I always want to see what the inside of your house looked like. Uh, um, and they do this witch's coven. Th- doesn't one of them say, like, she finally came out of the closet or something like yeah, that? That's exactly yeah. what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. I was like, and It's oh. an allegory. Yeah, that was just funny. 
Secretly. Um, they perform this witch's ceremony and they are, I'm not going to drag it out. They're able to rescue Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> they save her ass. Uh, they do all kinds of magic shit. They fight Jimmy and then they defeat him and, and they sweep his ghost out of the house. And then they, they basically do a bunch of spells and defeat Jimmy. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, you realize that Sandra Bullock, um, that spell she put on herself about the guy she was never going to meet. Oh my God. It is the sheriff. He even oh, has the two different color eyes. Yeah. And he can ride a horse backwards or, or some shit. Uh, so they fall in love and yeah, I don't know. Is he going to die in the next movie that we don't know? Probably. Yeah. Uh, when's that follow up coming out? I, maybe it's because I'm married or, and I have kids or whatever, but I just kept thinking that poor first guy who had these kids just gets killed in the dumbest way. <laughs> and then they all move on so easily. Oh, no problem. Now I know why you didn't like this movie. It's not just that, but that you was definitely. identified oh. with the guy who got hit I by the definitely truck. Definitely did. In the first 10 minutes. And oh. it was like, yo, they just move on past this fucking <laughs> chump. The whole movie, you're like, what about the dad who died? Who was this a nice guy uh, who seemed lovely? What about the nice guy who died going to work trying to feed his family? We're not going to talk about him? Then some fucking cop comes to town, and then now all of a sudden, because he has two different eyes, he's going to raise these kids? Fuck that. By the way, I mentioned Onward earlier in this episode, and I'm just remembering now that you went through a similar thing where that played, and immediately in that movie, the dad is eliminated, and you were like, I got to explain to my kids that this is something that can happen because they're asking me if I'm ever going to go away. Fuck off. I remember you doing that. That That's just came back to me. That, that just came back to me. Sorry. Yeah, uh, we should like do a trigger warning when a dad dies in a movie. I, you yeah. know, that's significantly going to affect your I, opinion most, of the most movie. Most fathers actually get upset about like, ooh, they kill the kid in the movie the or the daughter the gets movies. hurt. Yeah. Nope, for Sean, it's what? No, that's me. It was that's the insert for I me. Really in love, actually, the married couple <laughs> breaks up, and you're like, fuck that, yeah. <laughs> stupid woman. <laughs> it, to me, the dude dying is I'm, a dad can die in a movie. Just the fact that no one seems to give a shit is the problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sandra Bullock was like depressed. Yeah, it was a terrible four weeks for her. And then she was. She, <laughs> she like couldn't get out of bed. You remember the scene where her daughter's yeah. trying to get her out of bed and she's like under the covers crying? Yep. And then 13 hours later, she met the love of her life. I don't know. She was so depressed. It literally, it's like 45 minutes in the movie when the new guy shows up. You had half the movie of her being depressed over If her it would have been like eight years later, I was like, all right, that's okay, respect. But, yeah, but I will say this. There are some movies that do deal with that as as a motif or whatever. Yeah. The father is kind of this powerful figure. The, the, you know, they have, they're involved in every whatever. And then their absence or their death or whatever ends up kind of like making everyone reflect on who they are and who they're meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always thought the, the, the best version of this was the Godfather. Oh, fuck yeah. Boo. Uh, you thought this, I couldn't do it? I did it. This is the best episode. I'm saying sometimes ever. it works, Sean. Uh, it works. I'm going to reiterate, this is a movie for girls. Mm-hmm. This movie has low-key fuck men vibes. 
Yeah. It does. It I, does. I don't mind it. No. But yeah. I also have fuckman vibes. Yeah. It's fine. They don't give a shit about this fucking dad, this fucking loser apple well, pusher. I've got fuckboy vibes, yeah. which is different. <laughs> they don't need it's a different thing. They don't need to have their whole life ruined because their man is out of their life. They mm-hmm. move on mm-hmm. and they thrive. That's yeah. what this movie's about. So mm-hmm. you you are mm-hmm-ing over I mean, there. I'm I'm hearing you. <laughs> I'm listening. Um, <laughs> I, I just want to say yeah. though, real quick about it. I did not realize because I'm looking through this shit. Uh, the what you said about the music at the beginning, yeah. I didn't know it was Alvin Al, Alvin Silvestri, Alvin Silvestri yeah. who came in, who swooped in to do it. You yeah. should have had him do it from the beginning. That guy's awesome. Yeah, super underrated composer. One of the best. They pulled in the big guns. He yeah. did. Did he not do Back to the Future? He did do Back that, to the yeah, Future. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Uh, did he do Predator? Well, I don't know. That he did Practical Magic. Duh, 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 yeah. No, but I, the music is good in this, and I'm just like, wow, they didn't use yeah. him from the beginning? You okay. know, there's a scene in the middle of this movie I totally glossed over. It's kind of like a turning point in the movie. It's before the ants leave. This is what causes them to leave, actually. They all have midnight margaritas. Yes. And <laughs> this is another example of... I actually really love the directing in this movie because they're just... It's such a stupid scene where they're literally like, you put the lime in the coconut and drink oh, it all yeah. up. And they're like dancing around. Yeah. Woo! The two girls with their aunts. You're shaking your head like it's bullshit. I hated it. Well, let me, Why did you hate let me, this? Let me, can, I, can I just add something real quick? You're going to say will, every movie with a scene of like girls dancing around the table. Sure. No, I wasn't. You know. Yeah, I, I could, but I wasn't even going to go there. I think I'm going to plant my flag. That's my least favorite song. I'm okay. gonna say bar none. That well, might be I'm, my number one. Maybe I've got it, a trilogy. It it's you, another example of this movie all of a sudden just taking a hard turn for no <laughs> apparent reason. Where they're just like she's sleeping in bed and hey, midnight margaritas, and they start all of a sudden about much dancing. Like this. What just fucking happened? What's midnight margaritas? I don't even know what this is. Like what is happening? There's no like explanation. Uh, this, there is an explanation. I was just I, that's what I'm they saying. They want to get crunk. They're having a good time, and then the way the movie is directed, it mm-hmm. starts to make you feel uncomfortable because they're getting really drunk, right. and they start kind of like laughing and insulting each other, and then the music has like this like downward turn of like, and like you get close-ups of like slow motion of the liquor hitting the bottles and kind of overflowing, and it kind of makes you feel like, Oh, the alcoholism is turning like this is going from a fun celebration to like kind of nasty. Mm-hmm. And then they look at the bottle and it's like Diablo right. brand tequila. And they're like, where did we, where'd this bottle come from? And the drunk answer like, eh, somebody left it on the porch. And you start to realize that this is like the haunting, mm-hmm. like the, the ghost of Jimmy or something put this liquor here like this. I like it. I like that the magic is unspoken, that it's implied, that there's some sort of evil force working against the family here. It's not like we saw a ghost. It's somehow this liquor came into our possession and now we are in now we're fighting with each other and now things in this house are getting a little ugly. Right. As opposed opposed to some dumb CGI thing. Yeah, I actually love the way it's directed. It's so subtle. It's so like, wow, dark darkness is happening. I I will completely agree with the fact that like, yeah, that's a cool. That's cool. That's a good way to do that. Yeah, it was just that that scene was just like thrown. Like to me, it was just a lot of scenes 
like short scenes put together and they pushed them together and made a movie out of it. It wasn't like there was like a, a loose story, but the story to me wasn't a solid thread. It was just like yeah. this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. There's a lot of gaps here. Uh, yeah. You can fill those in for yourself. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's how I feel. I'm, a, yeah. I, I kind of felt that way too. Like, I don't know what it was. Like I said, I just felt like something was done in editing here. I feel like I the story is of these sisters, you know, and yeah. they have to find a balance. Sandra Bullock wants to be normal. She doesn't embrace her witchiness. Yeah. She's so devastated by the death of her normal husband. Will she be able to, to recover from that? Will she be able to move on with her life after the death of her husband? And then on the other side, Nicole Kidman is so wild, is so attached to this guy yeah. who she cannot control. Will she ever be able to get away from this guy? Mm-hmm. Both of these sisters are going to try to find balance over the course of this movie. To me, that's what the story is, and that's sure. what it's about. Sure. And I think I like this movie. You know, I yeah. feel like that they, they did it well. Um, but I'm actually, you know, I'm actually really happy to hear your guys' take on it because I knew that this movie was not going to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh and yeah, so um, yeah, I'm not mad if you if you think the movie sucks or if you if you're like yo one shaker this movie sucked. I'm like, that's fine, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some it's this movie's considered a cult classic. Yes. Yeah. So, Everywhere I read, and I definitely, classic. I definitely get the, get that. Yeah. Like so I, I can see that. It's not like everybody in the world's gonna love this movie. It'll speak to a certain group of people, yeah. and others will be like, meh, not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was surprised, honestly, the way that. That they got these two actresses in their prime to be in this movie, that was kind of a big get. I think you know, like it. it to me, it was like the the script wasn't. I mean, I, I guess I haven't seen the script, but I can't imagine. You know, it's just crazy they both signed on to it. I was just surprised by that that they're both in this and and, and their peak, honestly. Yeah, I read that Nicole Kidman had just finished filming Eyes Wide Shut with, oh, with shit. Stanley Kubrick, and it was a problem on set because Sandra Bullock could would do like two takes and the director would be like good but nicole kidman was literally just just got off set with stanley kubrick and was used to doing 70 or 80 takes oh my god and that was uh at that speaking of peak that was that was his final movie and he had become so i don't want to say paranoid but whatever kind of you know whatever by the end that you know every like he you know he's shooting all these city streets and no build a set well you could just film it in new york no build a set i want control over that. he just got so controlling over everything to a point that it was like didn't they spend over a year filming it yeah a long long time. um so that makes sense she would be shell-shocked from yeah. <laughs> the excess takes hmm. oh yeah uh, so that pretty much sums up Practical Magic. I think we can do our popcorn shakers for it. I will go first because I picked this movie. I'm going to give it a solid three out of five. I like this movie. It's it's pretty good. I think it's a solid movie. I would even give it 3.5 shakers. I I really didn't like the movie. Um, I, I felt like, I know, again, I understand this was not made for me and that's okay. But like I just didn't connect with like anything, and this is a story to me. Just and then at the end, they all jump off the roof as witches, and everyone like celebrates. It was just like they finally embraced their witches. No, I, yeah, which is <laughs> yeah. I get that was, but like I just felt like I was missing half of the movie somewhere. Like it just there's pieces that I just didn't get, and I just I don't know. I what yeah. did uh, uh, Emma and Jenny think of the movie? 
they were they did not like it. Really? And Beckett was with me too. They, oh, the whole shit. family hated it. The whole it. family. Damn. We just sat there and it was over. Like the fuck was that? And like yeah, yeah. We were, it was. We were all. We were all a little like, huh? Okay. Like we, yeah. I don't know. It didn't go well in our house. It was just not. It wasn't a hit. <laughs> it wasn't a hit for us. Um, I'm going to give it. I'm gonna give it one shaker. A one shaker for me. Um. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I we have definitely watched worse shit on the on on movie club for sure. This was by no means on the level of um good luck chuck. But <laughs> but oddly enough, it's like, but I'll watch something like that and at least I'll have like kind of a fucking guttural response, whether it's anger or whatever. This is that kind of thing where I was just, yeah, I was just kind of like not affected by it. Didn't hate it. But I got, I didn't feel anything. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I might, I think I'm giving it a one, too. <laughs> well, then I'm, I'm, I'm bumping mine up to four because <laughs> I have to offset. Well, 3.5 already rounds yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, up. I'm bumping it up to four because, <laughs> you know, this movie deserves more than two ones <laughs> and a 3.5. Really, like, you you might watch it and, and be like, yo, I connected with that shit. It was just, I, it didn't for me. And I, Derek, I have I, nothing to say about it. Uh, I really. did not know that you had seen it when I watched it. Yeah, I, I, didn't know I came into work the next day, being like, "Have you seen Patrick Magic yet?" Like, "Oh, I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen it like a ton of times." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I've seen oh. this movie multiple times." <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh no, am I gonna be like the one to be like, yo, I just, I'm yeah. sorry, I just did not like it.' Yeah. You know, you know, no, I don't want a Princess Bride, you. You know, what I'm this saying? is not my favorite <laughs> movie. <Fuck>. Yeah, <laughs> by by any means. Sure, sure. Uh, sure. But I. I like this movie. I think it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, at least it's not a Disney Channel movie. You know what I mean? That's what that's what's know, a good I, thing is like at least it's better <laughs> than that. Better than that. I want to know something. Yes. Was this movie worse than Babe Pig in the City to no, you? No, oh, this movie's ten times better than that. Ten. Uh, I'll Derek, watch this any day. I'll watch I, this any day. I I think. Oh shit. If, oh no, don't you dare. If I have to choose which one to watch again? Again. You'd go Babe Pig I in the City. I may go Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> uh, hey, Just to see like okay, what the fuck happened. I have because made him appreciate Babe Pig in the City. Let me tell you, I I this hate This movie is magical. <laughs> I hated Babe Pig in the City as much as Sean, but no, never again. I would watch Practical Magic. Practical Magic has two Babe actresses in it that do a good oh, job. Oh. Babe Pig, well, I didn't, I shouldn't have said Babe yeah, because now it's it. confusing. Yeah. But actual Babe, the pig, uh, has the most ugly, <clears throat> gross shit yeah. shoved into the lens again where it's like, are you trying to annoy me? I, I think so. I my, can't do in that. In my world, it's like, <laughs> I, oh man. See, I was like, I could laugh at Babe. I, I mean, I did. I have gone I, back <laughs> and shown people scenes of Babe Pig in the City. Yeah. Like, Hey, I get it. it. You gotta check this shit and, out. And you know? so, so that honestly, and I'm bringing this up because I normally think I would agree with you. Like at yeah. least, at least you have a guttural reaction. You're laughing at it. Yeah. Normally, I would, but that movie is so fucking yeah, hideous. It's so bad. And trying to like get at me that I want to deny it. Yeah. No, um, you're, babe. You're denied. In case you're watching and and you don't recall, I love Babe Pig in the City. I, yeah. I thought that was a good movie. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> Directed by the guy who made Mad Max. Yeah. Fury Road. And it's yeah. pro it's arguably better. 
We're going to put Babe, Big in the City, and Practical Magic on the list of films Derek loves that these guys hate. <laughs> yeah. And I'm eager to see what else goes on that list. Yeah. Because yeah. you guys hate some good movies. I, I, I'm just I've say been told it. that before. I'm just going to say, Practical Magic and Babe, Big in the City are classic films. The only time I think that I've brought something to the table where it's like success with me and fail for you guys, I think really is just comedy stuff. Like, I thought this is really funny. You know, like pop star or whatever. I thought that was really funny. Well, what about like or Tomorrowland? UHF. We did not. Yeah, but I, I don't actually think that's the biggest discrepancy. Because hmm. I think yeah. you guys gave it a lower score. I think, Derek, you gave it a two. I think you gave it a one. Yeah, I gave it a three. So that's not that, you know, sure. different. But I actually asked around, I think, at some point recently, like, what is the biggest discrepancy? Shit, now on the spot, I can't remember it. Uh, there was some... Oh, no. There was something that we... I think like we gave it a four or maybe even a five and you were like a one. I can't remember what it was though. Hmm. Shit. I've already forgotten. It. Delicatessen. I had this. I bit. bet it was delicatessen. No, I don't think it was. I had this. I whole gave that bit. like a very low score. I had this whole bit planned where I was going to reveal it to you guys. And I <laughs> look it spot, up. I look totally it up forgot. right now. I'm, okay, I'm okay, curious okay. To, to see. And while you're looking it up, you can say you already said you gave it a one, right? This yeah. Movie? Yeah. I, well, just only was, because right. of its lack of connection to me. There are worse made movies than this. It's purely I didn't get sustenance. I was ready and almost truly excited for a, like a, a romantic a rom-com. I was ready for it. Mm. And I just didn't, you know. I watched one recently, uh, Notting Hill. Have you guys seen Notting Hill? No. I never with, saw with it. I know, I know about it. No. I was like, oh, I like it. Like there's I liked no it. way Notting Hill is better than Practical okay, Magic. Okay, well, guess <laughs> what my <laughs> next pick's going to be. <laughs> no way. No I way. liked Naughty. Well, I mean, we're also we have different tastes. Oh, the Craft was a good witchcraft movie. By the way, I I rented this movie on YouTube, and in the YouTube sidebars, other recommended films. Yeah, and it lists their genre, and the Craft was there listed as what genre? Do you think? Fuck, dude. I I would think it'd be like a thriller, comedy, or, or musical. <laughs> it was listed as a comedy. Was it the craft? You know, I think I've heard that though. It's. Like I mean, I saw it when I was like twelve. It was scary then. Maybe it's not scary. Yeah, I saw the movie when I was in eighth grade. I don't remember yeah. laughing very much. No, I thought it ro- walked kind of a dark comedy angle. I Maybe. thought, but I, don't, I remember like the main character's parents die, and then she starts cursing all her friends. Like her hair <laughs> falls out. They become like burn victims. The movie's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's really dark. Anyways, did okay. you, do you remember? I did. Any, any last guess on I mean, what it is? Probably Princess Bride, but... I, uh, I can't recall. No. Okay. It was Mulholland Drive. Oh. Be- based on my five and Sean's two. That's actually the, the biggest, the huh? biggest uh, discrepancy. Yeah. Oh. Well, but go. this might rival that if it's three. If you're doing four and we did one, that, that's same, up there. Same discrepancy. Same but, discrepancy. Yeah. So essentially, this is the Mulholland Drive. Of romantic comedies. So take that way you, you know, is that good or bad? While we're on that subject, let's get a little into Mulholland Drive discussion. Uh, last weekend, I, I was in L.A. Yeah. Went to the Academy Museum that they have. Mm-hmm. Guess what was right across the street? I was literally there Mulholland going, Drive. okay, where's my ticket? I turn around, the diner. Oh, I'm not going from there. that scary scene. Fuck that. Was right there, and they only shoot. They it's not an open diner. They shoot stuff there. Oh. So they were doing a production or something. So I walked over. And guess what? They were doing construction on the wall where there there used to be a man back there. Oh. I, man. I tried to pay him a visit. Couldn't no do it. Well, 
if he's not there, that means the job's open. Could be you. Yeah. You Maybe. should just hang out there. You should hang out there. But I've Oh, dude, pay me money. I'll just be the mud man from Mulholland Drive. If hey, anybody walks back there, I'll just pop out. Why? They, they have fucking Elmo walking down Hollywood right? Boulevard. Why don't they have the that guy? I'd try. <laughs> I would pay them. Yes. <laughs> I would pay them. They're standing there all scary looking. Yeah, yes. And he's That's he's the got job. the blue box. With yes. This shit. I would oh, pay them. Fuck. Yes. Uh, but I did stop by uh, the booth where they had the com- the important conversation yeah. in that movie, and oh. I, I'm changing my name to Betty. Okay. Rocco, hey, what movie are you yeah, picking? Yeah, you're picking next, so... Okay, I had a difficult decision. I, I was mentioning this to Sean earlier. It was between two of them, and I think I'm going to do one now and one whenever my next one is. Okay. So, what I'm going to pick for right now... Don't we talk Notting Hill. No, it's... That's fuck no, not... It's <laughs> definitely not Ing Hill. Okay. We talked The Godfather a minute ago. Oh, no. So I think it's time to finally pony up the chips, carve out a few hours of our time, and skip that shit because there's an underrated Francis Ford Coppola movie and not a lot of people talk about. I think we should pay a visit to that. Skip The Godfather. None of that BS. Thank God. He did a movie in the 70s, same year as Godfather 2, called The Conversation. Um, And I think... That's worth talking about. I think it's, I think we're going to have a conversation. Colin in the middle of the episode. They know I'm taping. Wait, did they hear my. Was it Francis Ford Coppola calling and saying oh, good dude, choice? Wait, they might have heard. It was Gene Hackman on the phone. Okay. I heard you were Sean, talking about my movie. Sean, yeah. right now you might not care, but next episode, you're going to be freaked out that that just happened. Okay. You're going to freak the fuck out. I'll see you then. We're watching the conversation next time on Movie Club. See you then.